Welcome to Midnight with the Lunatics. My name is Tig, and this is games to get you through quarantine. We might be in the middle of a deadly virus, but at least there's been video games that help us pass the days. These are the games that have helped us, that we've been playing, that might help you. I am, as always, joined by our resident Aristocat and Spider from Mars, Malcolm. Hello, hello from Mars, everybody. Yes, we have some games for you today. I can start us off. Um, yes. First, the, the first game I want to talk about is is Hades, which many of you have probably played by now. Yeah, a very big hit, I'm apparently. I'm going to mention it anyway, because Supergiant owes me money. Anyways... Um, Hades is amazing if you haven't played it. It's a roguelike that involves dying over and over again. You play Zagreus, you play as the son of the son of Hades, Zagreus, and as, as he attempts to get through hell and finally make it to the surface and meet the other Olympians. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very, very difficult, so if you don't like difficulty, don't play any of Supergiant's games. No, I meant maybe well, fire. I mean, Bastion wasn't that bad. If you don't mind the difficulty, it's an amazing experience, and coming from somebody who doesn't really like... And also a huge time investment, if... Coming from somebody who doesn't usually like the Greek gods, because I think they're overrated, oh, this man. was enlightening, because this was the most creative depiction I've ever seen of them. Mm-hmm. But how, but how does it play? It's mainly... It's mainly a top-down isometric dungeon crawler with mm. with lots of different variety in the weapons. There's a sword, a shield, a bow that you'll unlock, a machine gun at the end. Mm. Um, um, it really how does how it plays really depends on on your play style. I mean, the bow is ranged, the sword is mm, right. mid range. The gauntlets are definitely close range. So it's in line with the um, other uh, super giant it, games. It's funny because I'd mostly compare it to well, yeah, like I the closest comparison I can give is that it's a mixture of what Bastion was, but also of what Transistor was, because it seems to take elements from both. Mm -hmm. It has it has similar world building and the mementos that were in Bastion, as well as similar weapons. But there's also the dash mechanic that was in that was it and and more of a similar environment to what level design to what Transistor was. Mm. Feels like a and it feels like the culmination, the culmination of something that started with Bastion and went through Transistor, because there's equal elements of both in it. It's not, I mean, it reminds me a lot of Transistor at first, but there's some elements of Bastion, of Bastion as well with the narration, the art style, and, mm -hmm. and overall the different weapon types and the the idea of collecting mementos that relate to the world and the different characters is also something that was very much in Bastion. So, is it like a linear story sort of thing? It, um... Well, I mean that. Is is it sort of have, level to level? There are three different worlds. Mm. Worlds. Tartarus, Asphodel, and Elysium. You start in Tartarus, and, and you play through Tartarus. You play through each world as and try to get as far as you can. But if you die, you have to go back to Tartarus all over again, fight your way, way through the enemies and bosses repeatedly. Mm -hmm. As you go through the multiple playthroughs, the story will start to unveil itself linearly, and more about the world and the situations of your parentage will be explained. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, what's the end goal? The end goal is to escape the underworld and make it to the and and meet oh, the other Olympians. Right. Mm. Finally, free from the clutches of your father. Mm. And also, to, and also, a possible subclass is to meet your mo- to meet your mother, mother who has seemingly vanished. Who would you say this is a good game for? I'd say it's a good game for people that don't mind high difficulty or a lot of action in their games. Like it's. What I'm saying is, like, for people that need a slower-paced, more relaxed game, th- this one isn't for you. Like, I'd say if people that don't mind high difficulty and really, really like platformers, mm. as as well as hack and slash games, should definitely check this out because it, it, it's worth playing. But also, just people that really like good, fast-paced storytelling will enjoy this. Mm. There's a lot of world building and a lot of fun. Mm. Especially for somebody who people, and I'd say this about all of Super Giants games, but anybody who's looking for a different experience when it comes to video games should definitely check it out. It's actually, it's kind of, I guess, I mean, I know their games begin but it's good, but it's kind of surprising that the, this one has blown up as much as it has. Yeah, it's weird too. I mean, like, even, I mean, Bastion and Transistor did, Bastion never really reached this level of popularity, and I think Transistor might have come close. But mm. never to this extent. Well, hopefully they keep evolving into the next game. Oh, I'm really interested where they go next. I mean, Bastion was steampunk fantasy. Um, Transistor was cyberpunk, and now they're doing classical mythology. I can't imagine what genre they're going to next. So the one I chose is Jet Set Radio. And I told you this, uh, yeah. I told you this like one or two days ago. But it's it, it looks easy going, but it's like eating nails because not only are the cops trying to murder you, but there's also the, the helicopters shooting rockets and things. But there's also this time limit, and I hate it so much. And From what I know, of, hmm? yes, sir. From okay. what I know of Jet Set Radio, I would have not expected that at all. No, it's 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 just terrifying. The the difficulty is just ridiculous. It's and it takes me so many tries. And maybe I'm just bad at the game, but I don't think it's just that. I think it's just because there's just these forums I end up going to of like you know they couldn't beat uh what's his name beat or whatever his name was no not beat uh the big guy with the boombox they couldn't beat his race going up the stairs and it's just this whole thing. And so basically every so second that I'm playing this game, I can't stand it. I despise it dearly but anytime i'm not playing it i want to play it again so what kind of gameplay is it exactly uh it's basically you're just kind of it's third person you're like rollerblading around these uh different uh city levels and i will say the 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 level design but also the just the art style is just gorgeous to look at and i think if the timer wasn't so restricting and also the cops trying to murder you I think that this game would be it, it. It would it would make enjoying the worlds uh, a lot a lot a lot more uh, fun, I guess. And of course, it sounds like I'm just knocking so this game that I'm recommending, but I, I'll get to the good parts more. So it's a ra- so it's basically a racing game. No, it's 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 it. basically yeah. It's your um, graf- you're you're these graffiti kids pretty much, and you graffiti other graffiti <laughs> of these other gangs. And you have to do a certain amount and under the time, and they're all over the place. 
I see. So people who don't really like time limits on their games wouldn't like this one. No, no, they would not. It's. Um, I'm saying this as a person who doesn't like time limits oh, in yeah. my game myself. Yeah, I, I actively tried to find a mod where you could get rid of the timer. So, like Hades, it mostly is for somebody who enjoys high difficulty. Oh, well, for sure, it's uh, <laughs> it's. But again, I think it's a, it's it's very re- rewarding when you actually get it done. You get far enough in it. Yeah, and also because there's a lot of these a lot of these um, characters to play as, which um, and also a lot of different. Um, graffiti options to, to uh, unlock throughout the levels, and also the soundtrack is amazing as well. I'm forgetting so what his name like, is if, right now. If you, had to put in like a, if, you, if you had to put it in a genre, would you say, like, platformer or, like... Uh, I'd say, I guess... Metric. I never really liked the name, but I guess action-adventure, because it's, 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 it's such a broad name. But, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'd say. But yeah, if you like walking on uh, hot coals, this is good for you. Coals? Coals, yeah. All right. It's one hell of a recommendation. Okay, so, and you're going to notice, I, yeah, I'm just going to say this now, guys, three of the games on my list are all super giant. Um, okay, so, um, next is Transistor, and I'm just going to relate my first experience of the game. For super giant... This is a weird one. Mm. It's very different to Bastion. Basically, okay, first off the plot, you play as you play as a singer named Red in a super, in a cyberpunk society. Red was once famous, famous, but due to an unexplained accident, she lost her she she accidentally she ended up losing her voice and coming across a talking sword who promises to guide her. Mm-hmm. A sword voiced by the same guy who voiced Rox and Bastion. Mm. Um, from there, it's it's an adventure through the metropolis to figure out figure out what's going on on why all the people in the city are vanishing. It's a conspiracy that runs deep. Transistor is. So I haven't finished playing it yet. By the way, I haven't. Oh yeah, that's not yet. Gameplay wise, it's. As I said, it's different from Bastion in a few ways. One, you have a set number of abilities at the bottom of bottom of the screen that you have to keep track of, which is something that would carry into Hades. Mm. Um, but also, the weirdest element is that you basically have to... It's, you have, there's this mechanic where you have to stop time. You have to plan out... Um, and also, this freezes all the enemies in the area, and you have to plan out your next move, and then you have to act... Then you have to exit the front frozen time, and and then that will set what your next. You'll execute your next move. Hmm, rem- frozen time. It reminds me of something, but I'm not. I'm not I can't remember what. But it's so, there's who who mostly with your, yeah. What was it? No, go ahead. For someone who mostly stayed with Bastion for a while with Supergiant, this is an odd direction to go in and it was a bit hard to get used to mm. it's harder than it seems like for one thing you only have a set number of turns to plan out to plan out your action meaning you can only do so much while time is frozen mm. and, and also you actually need there is you can't 
freeze time whenever you want, there is a recharge for it. So you have to be constantly evading in and out of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, while it recharges. And also it introduces another thing that would carry into Hades, which is the use of the environment as cover is something that's very heavy in Transistor and something you definitely need to do while the meter recharges. Yeah. Because I remember in Bastion, there wasn't really so much of a thing, really. And another thing that Transistor introduces that I thought was very unique, and this is something that I think is unique to Transistor because I don't think it... Mm. Well, it might have carried into Hades a little bit, but when you lose all your health in Transistor and you go back to a checkpoint, you actually lose access to one of your abilities until you reach another save point. Uh, I like that. It it disables it, and that means that with the game, you constantly have to be adapting in combat because you're going to be left... There's going to be a lot of time for you're going to be left with abilities you don't necessarily want Mm. because the ones you do want have been disabled by dying. It also makes surviving as long as possible a priority. It's amazing. It's Mm. really high stress, and... God, I still haven't beaten it yet, but... (laughs) Again, like... If you enjoy high difficulty, difficulty, you'll like this one. But also, I think compared to... It's interesting, because compared to Ashton and Hades, I feel like the story is revealed more slowly and at a more relaxed pace than before, mostly through the text boxes, you text the terminals you encounter. And it's, it's, it's just very, very different. I mean, the strategy thing... The strategy thing, I hmm. the freezing time to find out your next move is the most unique aspect of the game because that isn't present in Bastion or Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a really cyberpunk was not a direction I was expecting them to go in at all after Bastion. Hmm. Um, same similar voice acting to before, as I said, Logan Cunningham, who voiced Rox in Bastion, reprises his role role right. as the, the talking sword. It's funny because if I had to compare it to one thing in a few ways, I'd say it has a few aspects of Kill a Kill. Mm, you'd have to remind talking me. Sword, I'm forgetting which one that society. is. That's the one with the talking sword and the clothes turning into we- the clothes being able to use this weapon. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Scissor blade. It sort of reminds me of that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you if you're you like Bastion, but you need something a bit slower paced than that or Hades, then yeah, Transistor might actually be better because not only because of the terminals, but because you have it gives you the time to plan out your next move. Right, I think that it might be it, it actually rec- might be better for someone who prefers a more slower paced story told. Mm. Just one flaw I would say with Transistor, at least to me, at least compared to Bastion and Hades. Yeah. And I just thought of this. Compared, one thing that Bastion and Hades really have going for them is the varied environments. Right. Bastion had all those different part parts of the world destroyed by the calamity, and even Hades has 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 variety between the House of Hades, Tartarus, Elysium, and and Asphodale. Transistor doesn't have as varied environments. Mm. I think one of the flaws that I can see in the game in the art style is that a lot of a lot of the environments sort of just look the same to me. Uh. They try to change it up, but I feel like it's sort of more limited. 
there's a lot more you can do with cyberpunk really in terms of variety of environments because it's because it's really not just cities you know it's true and i really wish that they went the full extent with that and while i wouldn't say all the environments are identical i feel like they all kind of feel the same way yeah yeah i mean like with like with bastion you went from like different jungles and like jungle to volcano to parts of to parts of civilization long gone and with hades i mean tartarus is dark and abysmal asphodel is more bright with a lot of lava everywhere and fire i haven't seen elysium yet but i know that's very different and even the house of hades is very colorful Mm. transistor it's a lot it's a lot of it's it's a lot of darkly lit build or urban sprawl and mm. more I'd, I'd say the art style is a little bit more abstract and um mm. modernist compared to the others yeah. that makes any sense yeah. yeah no i can i can from what i've seen i would i'd, I'd say so yeah it's yeah. um yeah transistor does a it's lot more, of things, it seems right? more like, the reason i stopped oh yeah yeah well yeah i was just gonna say it seems oh, uh, the, 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 yeah the art style does seem more uh, angular. It is very much more angular and geometric. Mm. And it's funny, one of the reasons I stopped playing is they introduced these enemies where basically if they... They introduced this mechanic, mechanic if you get far enough into the game, where basically you can't even see parts of the map while you're fighting, or, or the enemies in it. Mm. And that is just about where I stopped playing, because that was getting very, very frustrating. Yeah. I will say that even compared to, even I mean, compared to Bastion, you really do need, even, compared to Bastion, compared to Hades too, you really do need to adapt mm. and constantly be changing what your strategy is. And as I said, you're going to have, there have been several points in the game where I've been stuck with abilities that I don't necessarily like and I've barely gotten out alive, mm-hmm. mostly because all my other abilities were disabled. And even yeah. compared to Hades, it's like this. Mm. All right. All right. Yeah, if you enjoy high difficulty, but you need a slower paced story, and you love Cyberpunk, check out Transistor. It's fantastic. So my next one is Transformers Devastation. And basically... Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, because I remember I saw it a while ago, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. I wish I could get that, and then I wasn't able to. But then more recently, I was, and I was like, oh, this is great. And basically, you know, it's from Platinum Games. You know, they did... Uh, Metal Gear Rising and Bayonetta, and also oh, I see. Okay, and also this is this is um uh, this is after the movies lost their steam. So this game is in the, very much in the style of the cartoon. The game, as as Platinum Games usually are, are is a um, hack and slash, and the and the thing about hack it, slash is very interesting for Transformers. I <laughs> know, but they do it so well I'm because using that word. No, I don't think so. But, but because they also um, they they implement the use of turning into the and turning into the vehicles really well too. Like you know you do it a press of a button, but you you can also do attack specifically as the vehicle and and all this stuff and going into uh, combos and things. And there's all and basically if I would use one word, there's a lot of variety in this game. And basically that there's a lot of weapons to choose from several characters including uh i'm forgetting his name but you know the t-rex one uh oh yeah yeah him. is that is that grimlock i can't remember yeah yeah oh, that's okay. it. and basically the the plot 
I'm not done with it yet, but it the plot is very is that well, you know, it feels like an episode of Transformers really, where it's like, oh no, it's uh, Megatron. He's got this big ball that could uh, destroy the city and actually the world too. So they have to go. The Autobots have to go stop him. So does it take place on like Earth? Is it like Earth or Cybertron? It's Earth at this point because I think Cybertron is gone. I have a question. Are you? Do you only get to play as the Autobots, or are the Decepticons available too? At this point, it's just the Autobots, but I I do think that there's enough of them that are different enough that it, it I think it makes up for it. And okay. Um, okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, and and but that also means that the enemies, the Decepticons, have a lot of different variants too. Like there's the uh, the insect ones. There's the there's uh, Starscream and all those jet guys, and just um, I really. Hmm? I just want to say I really like the addition of characters like like Grimlock from Beast Wars because it means that they're incorporating different Transformers from different continuities. Even though this game has a lot of depth to it, it's it's not a it's not a hard game to get into at all. It's it's very easy to pick up and just play, and that's probably why I've gotten as far as I have in it because pretty much all the other games I have on my list are, are just. Or just, or just, um, I, I can't play too much of them because then I get real stressed out. But this one is, just, I can go through level after level, and it's, well, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, really. most laid back game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say definitely most laid back game we've discussed so far. So, what are the environments like? Is it like urban city sprawl or? Um, most of the time it is because. Um, from what I've been through, at least, I think I'm about halfway through the game at this point. It's very much a city during the daytime, and then we go underground, and then sometimes you go, and then you go into this, um, I forget what it is now, but it's sort of this, this, uh, Decepticon base, and with, like, these pillars coming up out of the ground, and it's, it's all, it's very, uh, I guess techno, well, techno's not the right word, and I, I'd absolutely recommend this game. Uh, to to anyone who's more casually into video games, this is a good one to do, because the there's 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 collectibles oh, and things, and sort of the, uh, the the complexity um underneath the game in terms of like the the uh like combining uh, weapons to make them stronger and things like that. And I'm glad I'm glad Platinum is finally doing this with Transformers because. For a while, because of the movies, I feel like a lot of the creativity with Transformers has been relegated mainly to the comics. Yeah, and also I think that it's I think for I suppose our generation that's we we've grown up with with like with the Michael Bay Transformers, and you know I, it's it's fun, but it's not it's not it's not the best portrayal of these characters. That's true. So that's so true. I'm glad they're sort of bringing that back around. Oh, definitely. It's a nice revival. Okay, my next one is Mark of the Ninja. Oh, yeah. Which I... It, oh, Mark of the Ninja is funny, because I remember a while ago I tried playing it, and I didn't really like it enough to really play it much. I only got through, like, the first level. Mm. I tried playing it again more recently. I actually... And I really, I really enjoyed it. Actually, I had a way better ta- experience mm. with Mark of the Ninja this time. Oh my god, it's just—it yeah. is one of the best stealth stealth games I've ever played. Mm. Uh, undoubtedly so. The the level, oh, the plot, 
Uh, I'd say the plot is pretty simple. I'll start with the plot. The plot is pretty simple before I move on to the gameplay, but the plot is pretty, I, from what I can tell, is pretty simplistic. You play as as the member of a ninja clan who is, and the plot as far as I understand it so far, because I still haven't finished it, mm. is that you play as the member of a ninja clan who's who is under attack by a, by a rival clan, and you have to start freeing your freeing your allies and and rescuing your leader, and uh, you have to go about about sabotaging the rival clan's operations, and it gets more and more difficult to, difficult as security tightens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this it it certainly <laughs> seems to be more in your uh, wheelhouse, I guess, than than other stealth games would it be. It is. It is the I'd agree with that, and honestly, the level of detail is incredible with it. Mm, yeah, and like, like there's there's just so so many little things. I mean, like you make us there 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 are the simple things like you make a sound guards make a loud noise guards will go t- towards it, but but also if you kill an enemy, it like the simplest things can mess you up. If you mm. kill it. You kill a guard, a guard, and a guard is close enough. The other guard will hear you and rush towards your location. If you break a light, somebody, the other guards will notice. So yeah. many things can just so easily set them off. Mm. You really need to pay careful attention to how you play because because if you go rushing in, you're going to get killed. And as I said, the, the difficulty just keeps ramping up. It, it's also really creative. Like I like how you. I, I like the the stuff the stuff with the firecrackers that you can use, the different way the different ways you can grapple across the buildings and the rooftops. The way the game seems to emphasize avoiding com- direct combat is really really cool. Right, right. You can if you want, but like, but it, it's not recommended, especially because you can get overwhelmed. And I will say that it is not at all easy to directly kill a person when you're in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like. Really yeah. good. Well, the thing the thing that's really cool is it's just like you have a sword, but you can't exactly directly slash someone with it. Right. If you try to go up to an enemy and attack them, you'll just weakly punch them, and that won't do much. You can only really use the sword if you're going to backstab somebody. Mm-hmm. It's just like I love I love the mobility so much, from going across the rooftops to being able to go underneath, go through trap doors, and go underneath into the tunnels tunnels and make it to being able to to the, to another like the detailed stuff like being able to break lights and, uh, and yeah, temporarily yeah. shut off alarms is really cool and even and even if you get if a few levels into the game you'll even get they'll even introduce electrical hat they'll actually introduce laser hazards they do introduce laser hazards at some point that you have to shut off by throwing shuriken at, by mm. throwing your kunai at them you know it's I'm... really freaking oh go ahead yeah oh go ahead I I will say it's not at all for as difficult as a game as it can be, it's not hard to get into, actually. Mm, yeah. Like if they start you off easily and I think they slowly ramp up the difficulty. Mm. <laughs> like like I didn't have a hard time getting into it just because the game sort of eases you into the, all the different mechanics that you have with it. Right. You know, this um I wonder how you would uh, enjoy Splinter Cell uh, hearing you talk about this one. And I mean, particularly the older games, because they're not as action based. You know, it's a lot more it's a lot more methodical. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I miss playing Splinter Cell with you, by the way. That was hmm. fun. 
Yeah, I'm not usually right. I'm not really a person who's oriented towards stealth games. I'm, hmm. I prefer more action than stealth, but like, but I think Mark of the Ninja is slow and methodical enough that I can actually ease myself into it. And there is a certain amount of there's definitely strategy involved. I mean, for oh, planning yeah. out your next move and getting around. And you de- the, the worst thing you want to do is run into a bunch of guards and just start killing them. You can do that, but it will get you murdered, and I have made this mistake several times. Who would you uh, recommend this game for, really? I'd recommend this for people, as I said, people like myself who need sort of a more relaxing and sort of a slower, more methodical game, but also somebody who who is put off by the difficulty of stealth games might find this one easy mm. might find this one more preferable because it's good it's good to ease your it eases you into the stealth stuff and you can really get into the rhythm and flow of it it's difficult but it's not too difficult and it doesn't punish you if you die because you can just easily restart it it, 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 it isn't like like too bad and it can get really tense sometimes, but mm. especially, especially, and this is actually, it's funny, because I think this is the one game, one section in particular that I remember is the section where you have to infiltrate this tall corporate building, and they're, and they start saying, and and your ally basically says on screen, okay, you have a set amount of time to get to, the, okay, they shut off the alarms, you have a set time, amount of time to get to the top of the building before all the security reactivates. Yeah. This is the one game I've played where I haven't actually minded the time limit because right. I think it just further encourages me to keep pushing myself with it. It's so much fun. It's like I described this the setting of the environments as very urban, but that's not, very urban with a very dark art style. Mm. But that's that that doesn't really work to its advantage because it gives you this very noir feel to it, which I love. Right. And also the if when you pull off a stealth kill, it can be unbelievably satisfying. And a lot of it has to do with shadows, doesn't it? Oh yeah, there's a lot of shadows. There's a lot of heavy use of shadows and lighting in, in this one. And especially as the gu- all the guards carry around flashlights and also the street lamps that you have to shut off. Also, you can hide bodies practically everywhere if you want to. <laughs> I mean, in doors, on, in different tunnels. You can drag bodies everywhere. You actually get bonuses for being more stealthy. It's so much fun. Alright, so my next game is Max Payne. My favorite game ever. Ooh, yes. Yes. It's a game where it's, 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 you pretty much just do one thing the entire time, and that's just shooting people. But it's an engaging story. It, it, it looks, even though it's, it isn't, it, it's, everybody's very blocky and the textures are very smudged, but it still has a really great mood. So, I, I, I kind of knew sort of about the comic book star style and the spongy art style. I did not know about the goofiness because it looks like a very serious game to me. It does. And for the most part, it is because you see your friends murdered in front of you, your your baby, your wife. The other thing, though, I, I guess I'll loop it back around to the gameplay, I think. Uh, well, there's a lot of guns to use and a lot of people to kill with them. And... Uh, <laughs> And sort of, it's rather fast-paced, right? It is, and that, that, the the other thing is, you can die very easily. Easily, like if they shoot you just in the right place, you're done. And I always liked that. And I'm very glad they brought it back around for Max Payne Three, 
Because I ended up getting two and three for like a sale, I think recently. Even though it's it- funny, because the way you're describing it, I'm I'm given I'm I'm given images of Hotline Miami. A little bit. It's it's it's. Uh, I'd say that. I think Hotline Miami, I think, is a little too one note. I've always found kind of, but with oh, Max Payne, okay, I, I think Max Payne is a very replayable game. I've I've played through each difficulty at least two times, aside from New York Minute, because I cannot figure out how, how to get through that. How does it manage to keep it varied, and how does it manage to keep it varied and not one note, despite all the guns in it? Well, I well, there's a lot of environments that you go through. It, 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 there's a there's a consistent mood, but not so much that it makes everything blend together. Like, you know, at, at one moment you're in this um, this hotel, then you're in this uh, this this club called Ragnarok, where you fight this guy with tattoos and who worships the devil, and then there's then you're uh, on top of a skyscraper, you know, and and there's oh my god wow that is a lot of variety yeah and you're on this boat and all this stuff and i think it's and yeah i think the came again there's a lot of things where it's sort of it could have gotten stale but it really doesn't and it always brings you back at least for me anyways and you and you and you you have to constantly be diving behind cover right there's a lot of cover shooting and not really actually well i mean what it really not so much cover, I suppose, as much as just trying not to get shot. I mean, there's things to go behind, but I think it's more of you always need to keep moving. You always need to keep shooting, really. And you have to be very strategic with so when, I, with I when to like, shoot. Oh, go ahead. There's Is there bullet time in this? I don't remember oh, if Max Payne is the yeah. game. I remember that has bullet time. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, they do have it. That's that's like the main thing. And I, always, I exploit that as much as I can. And, you need to time it right, right? Like there's oh, a lot yeah. of well, certainly. If you if you fall on the ground at the wrong time, like like when you run out of it at the wrong time, there's like three guys behind you going to shoot you in the back. It's something. It, the, the, these are the kinds oh, of situations God. that are just that uh that are that are why I play this game. So it's also, but it's also for people that appreciate a good story, right? Oh, like for it, sure. I right? that the writing is really good. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a story that very that um. That's very winding and brings you down further and further under the city, uh, so to speak. Anyway, but wow, okay. that's actually really cool. Like really cool. Thank you, Mara. I absolutely recommend it because even though you will need to abuse the save states as as much as you can in the later difficulties, um, it's it's still one that I think has a lot of strategy involved in the game and sort of. And how you get through it, because sometimes you need to throw a, a grenade around the corner, and sometimes you need to jump right in. I can see myself. I can see myself getting into it because of the story. Right? Yeah, I think I actually think you would like it. And uh, actually, afterwards, I'll probably uh, uh, I, I can uh, uh, let you play some of it if you want. Oh, nice! Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Though I would not recommend playing Max Payne two because I've I've I I only first because I've had the first Max Payne for years now, but the second one I got very recently, as I said, and it's just it's I so I keep trying to play it, but it's just like it's it's, it's I don't know why, but I can't stand it. So the you definitely say that the first and third ones are better than the second. One, oh, absolutely! Because right? the other thing, the third one. Yeah, the third one's great, but. 
Yeah, you need a really good computer for that, which I found out after buying it, but whatever. I'm keeping it anyways. The other thing about it is that the other reason I don't like two, and I, I'm just going to be talking about two for a minute here, is that in the first game, he, he, Max Payne just looks like just some guy oh. pretty much. He's not, he's really not that like muscular or anything. And then in the third one, he looks, he, he's, um, uh, uh, he's, he's very like rugged and very sort of downtrodden, I guess. But in the second game, they Which make actually, him look like... It actually uh, fits more, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Especially at that point in his life. But in the second game, they make him look like a male model. And it's like, why? Why would you do that? But going back to the first See, game... Yeah, that doesn't seem like the type of character that would be handsome. Oh, no, no. I, 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 it, it works so much better when he's just kind of some guy. Because I think we we kind of get overstuffed in media with with like these perfect-looking people. And it's... It's kind of hard to imagine them looking normal, I guess. That's true, and and you need somebody more relatable anyway. And I think, as good as the story is, I think it, it does come down to the combat being as uh, addicting as it is. Just uh, just the, the, the moment-to-moment stuff. Okay, my next one is... Well, it might be an odd choice, but I actually think it fits. Um, it's a cleanup detail. Oh, yeah. Actually, was actually what I chose because out of all the games that I have that I started playing during quarantine, I was not expecting this one to be one of the most engaging. Mm. It's it's weird to me. Like on one hand, it's in one hand it will be one of the most frustratingly difficult things you'll ever play. On the other hand, it's surprisingly relaxing and mm. laid back mm. more so than you'd initially expect at first. You play as a janitor cleaning up after 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 a lot of sci-fi sci-fi the end result of a lot of sci-fi movies like Alien have gone horribly wrong and you have to clean up all the blood and guts that have been left behind and all the acid spills, hmm. which is quite a big job job because again, like Mark of the Ninja, the level of detail is incredible. You can there are so many ways you can mess up in this game. Hmm. You can. You can accidentally step in a puddle of blood, and then you'll start leaving bloody footprints everywhere. You had, you can clean off your, you'll have to clean off your mop constantly, but after a while, the water will get bloody, and you have to get new water, and you can spill that. And if you spill the bloody water, there's an even bigger yeah. mess, and it's a domino effect. Yeah. It's a, and if you have to carry body parts over to the furnace, and if you drop the body parts, bar, parts, and then they leave blood everywhere, it's it's um. It's, but at the same time, and so yeah, it's really frustrating. At the same time, there isn't a time limit. You have as much time as I'm sure. I'm sure that 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 the amount of time you take t- take to clean up to clean up the entire area area does factor into your point total. total but you can go as slow as you want, really. Mm. I mean, like you can take your time with it, especially because there's a lot to clean up and there's a lot you need to do. Do mm. it's funny because I still have by this point I still have not fully completed a level yet in this game. A level? I, I'm still working. Yeah. A level, yeah. Mm. I have not completed a single level. I started on a level, but there's just a lot you need to get done, and they it's just entered. And the the most satisfying moment I had in the game I remember was when I had to to clear up the bullet holes in the walls. You need to get a um. 
basically like this laser this laser cannon mm. um but to get to the laser cannon it's on in the first level there's like it's like on a high extremely high ledge so i kept trying to stack crates on crates and boxes on top of each other other to make sort of a staircase but because of the freaking demon like physics in this game they kept toppling over yeah, i eventually you, you... managed it i eventually got the laser cannon and it was so freaking satisfying hmm. to fire that damn thing hmm. oh my god this is like one of the biggest time investments i've seen like you will really i know it seems boring but you'll really get into it after a while like it's so much fun like hmm. i love like, like, there's a, there's a flow to it. I feel like, it, and it, and it's also just entertaining as all hell. Just sometimes, just reading the journal because you can read the terminals of people left behind, and you right. can look at you can look at different stuff, and you can play some music to lighten the mood, and it's just a lot of fun. Mm. It is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, and also just credit for the brilliant concept. I was not right, expecting I was gonna that. Say, yeah. It's just so freaking hilarious. I found myself getting into it a lot because there it it's like it makes it, it, the best way I can describe it is it makes chores fun. <laughs> yeah, it give you a lot of stuff to do. You have to clean up acid puddles. You have to clean up blood. You have to get rid of mm. the bullet holes in the walls. You have to dispose of the bodies. Bodies. There, there's a lot you need to do. Well, you say it's you a do, good time it? waster, then. Yeah. Or not time waster, I guess, but oh, time user. Oh, it's an user. incredible time waster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely a huge time user because there's just so much to so much that goes into fully completing a level and making sure everything comes out spotless. And you'll co- and you'll constantly find yourself clumsily making mistakes and cleaning up your own messes because mm-hmm. that is often the time what it is. Yeah. It is almost impossible not to do. <laughs> I found myself clumsily making mistakes a lot, especially as as the water gets dirty and you have to refill it, and eat, and especially as things get more cluttered. Mm. Say about that game is wow! Credit for just such a fun experience. And what about the levels? <laughs> the levels are actually more again more varied than you'd originally expect. I mean, the first mm. level is pretty simple; it's just a guard, like sort of a greenhouse. But then you also have an arctic you also have an arc a polar base that's like the, that that's sort of modeled after the thing oh, yeah. you have an underground level you have an under i found this out recently you have an underground level that has these that has these um sort of these like mini starlack pits that you can dispose of items in yeah. um but you have to try not to get in yourself there's a, there's a lot there's even a sand there's a christmas dlc i oh, mean there's yeah. a lot of different in Santa's workshop, there's oh my god, is there a lot of variety in this game? Game mm. for something for something that's as simple as its concept, really. Mm. Like there's a mad scientist stage. There's one that's um there's there's a haunted house one. There's even one that says there's even the sort of robotic one where you have to fix all the turrets that are on top of the ceiling. Uh... It's so much fun. Or so than you'd expect. Definitely recommend this if you need like a time waster or just something slow and easy going. Mm. And also just something that's really, really funny because they can be freaking hilarious. Actually, hold on. My next game is... What is it? Hold on. Oh, here it is. So my next game is Killer7. 
which I briefly Ooh, uh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, I, I briefly mentioned the Malcolm there. It's uh it's kind of a hard game to describe. So it's like hack and slash, right? No, <laughs> no, not at all. It's it's um It's not cuz I thought it was no, kind of no. like no more heroes were was... No, you're thinking of uh, Killer is oh, dead. Wait, no, you I know think. what? I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Killer is dead. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the complete wrong thing. I'm sorry. So, and it's okay, so I'll try so maybe to Maybe you'd have an easier time describing the plot. Than the well, actually, gameplay. no. The plot would the plot would be worse, but uh, so I'll just try to just do it uh, as much as I can because technically okay. I'm not done with the first level because the levels are actually pretty long each of them, and but I'll I'll do what I can. Okay. You are the different. You are seven different personalities of this old man in a wheelchair. You you uh, you you can switch between these seven personalities of this old man and they're all like assassins there's this luchador there's this there's like this cop guy there's this guy that doesn't talk that just throws knives there's just and um and basically you're going around and you're killing these these invisible monsters that laugh real loud and they sort of just stumble towards you until you can and and then once you and you have to shoot them enough so that they turn into red dots and explode so then you can get their blood, which sort of heals you. And then there's also this guy named Iwazaru who helps you out. And he's like in this red gimp suit. And he comes from a bungee cord from the ceiling sometimes. And then there's also like this, like, and it's just, it's just like this whole, it's this whole experience just hits you, smacks you in the face. And you don't know what's going on. It sounds like really surrealist. It absolutely is. Like, nobody speaks clearly either, or at least not to the point I'm at anyways. Like, there's this, these ghost guys that come that you can talk to sometimes, and they just say really cryptic things. And just, and there's, if you, uh, it's kind of like, if I know Malcolm, I don't think you've seen it, but there's the movie, uh, the movie House from uh, the Japanese one, 1977, I think. I haven't seen it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, but it's... I think I might have heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Well, if you want a summary, there's a guy turns into bananas, and this woman gets eaten by a piano. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it kind of gets worse from there. Wow. It, yeah, but... Oh, my God. Going back to Killer7, I'd say... Yeah, if you if you want something that's just kind of like nothing else, I'd absolutely recommend it. And again, it, it's you. You really do want to figure out what happens in the story because at this point, I have no idea where it's going to go. And I'm pretty sure in these levels, you're going to assassinate somebody, but I'm not sure. And that's you're pretty, not sure. You're gonna <laughs> I don't know. In any case, it's a good one so far. Okay, you probably have guessed what my last one is. I have. It's my favorite game of all time. Mm. It is my favorite game of all time. And it's another super giant one. It's the first super giant game I ever played. It's Bastion. Mm. It had to be Bastion. Basically, the plot is you wake up. You wake up on a island in the middle of the sky. Sky with an old man speak with an old man narrator speaking to you. As you move forward, the ruins of a civilization start to rise up in an isometric fashion. Mm. And Bastion as like as like different floating platforms in the sky, and you start to learn more and more about the world, and eventually. You make it to the Bastion, the sanctuary, the last sanctuary for a few refugees, and you have to start. You have to start rebuilding it, and 
helping them start new lives, mm. lives by going out into the world and finding pieces that can power the bastion. Mm. There's so much that that Supergiant did right with this game. I mean, but the thing that, and as for gameplay, it's, well, I suppose the thing that inspired me the most about it was the world building. Mm. Good God, the world building. I mean, Bastion has an entire, Bastion not only has an entirely unique pantheon of different, different gods and different, that have different functions within the world. The gameplay is, it's very much how it's, it's similar to what Hades was, honestly. There's a lot, it's like, it's, it's isometric. I describe it as isometric, sort of isometric hack and slash would actually be a very good way to describe what it is. And there's, there's a lot of different weapons to toy around with. I mean, it's, I mean, even compared to Hades, even compared to Hades and Transistor both, the amount of abilities and weapons you have is incredible, and I think it actually outmatches both of them. Mm. It's like Hades came close, but there's only six weapons. With Bastion, you have you have just off the top of my head, you have a hammer, twin pistols, a bow and arrow, a laser cannon, and a machete, and that's just getting started on the amount of weapons you have at your disposal. And as you explore, you'll find out more about the Caledonians and the Ura and everybody who used to live mm. in the society. But it's funny because all the weapons you get are connected to the Caledonians in some way in particular. For example, the hammer was once used by the hammer was once used by the Mansers, who were the group the group of people who used to who used to build every who were like the stonemason, the masons of Caledonia who used to build all the structures. So, um, actually, so, so if it's not spoiling anything, who are the Caledonians? Caledonians are the civilization. When you first, when you're first dropped into Ashen, you'll discover that the Caledonians built all the things that are around you. They are the society that, they, they are the society whose ruins you're seeing as you traverse them. Mm. And who, and the, and I, I won't spoil anything else about the civilization. I'll just say that the Caledonians are like are like a lot of there's a lot of remnants to them. And there's some really cool there's a really cool yeah, like I like how the weapons are all connected to to different groups in, in Caledonia, but it's also that it's the little details. Like for example, there's a god. One of the gods in the game is named Pith, and he's represented by a ball, and he's supposed to hmm. represent overcoming adversity and fortitude. And if you go through a lot of the ruins of Caledonia, you'll see that the bull is a reoccurring motif. Hmm. You'll see that the Caledonians worshipped Pith a lot, and I love those little details. And again, like Hades, all the different mementos you can find connected to the survivors. Right. I, speaking of the survivors, the game has a really small group of characters. There aren't, there's like, I'd say like four or five characters, named characters in the game. But my mm. God, I think this actually really works to the game's advantage. Mm. By having such a small group of characters allows you to connect to their story so much more. Mm, right. Because, because the, 
Also, the game compared to even compared to Transistor and Hades is still extraordinarily difficult and unforgiving at times. Mm. But I will say that one of the things that it has, one of the things that makes it slightly easier compared to Transistor and Hades, is the fact that more it gives you health potions more often. Right. There are chances to get more health in both Hades and Transistor. Well, okay, there's chances to get more health in Hades. From what I can tell, there isn't really much to there isn't really much chance to do that in Transistor. Right. Um, aside from leveling up. Um but Hades definitely But even with that, you have to constantly be on the move because again, like Transistor, the game will force you to adapt a lot of the time. Mm. I love this game so much. There's so much to the story. Also the variety, like much like Hades, just so many different there's so many different pieces to the world that you can explore or you can explore you can explore the ruins of Caledonia you can explore the frozen wastelands you can go into okay without spoiling too much. there's a lot of different locations like, mm. oh my god I won't spoil too much but, but there's just also a lot to do and I love and speaking of the lore oh my you can actually get different spirits that give you different beneficial effects as you level up mm. and there's and there's lore to those as well. Like the narrator will describe what each of them tastes like. Hmm. And also the narrator will describe absolutely every single thing you do. If you just if you start if you're in a level and you choose to just destroy all the pieces of rubble around the hammer, the narrator will comment on that. If hmm. you fall off the edge of the map and accidentally end, and, and then end up falling onto the map again, then the narrator will comment on that. He has a lot of dialogue, and Logan Cunningham has the best narration I've ever heard. In, a, in any medium, really. It's just mm. so incredible with rocks. My favorite game, this game, this game's world building inspired me as a writer here because that's the, the kind of world that Bastion builds is the kind of world that I want to build in my stories. And the only other game that's done this to me, me, that's come close to doing this for me is Hollow Knight. Okay, I think I've finished gushing. I love... <laughs> Beautiful game, and just there's so much for such a small game that's actually pretty cheap. I think it's like ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah, I remember. Oh, that's another thing. I think it might have. Right? I, you know, I think I might have. Well, at least the first time I ran into it was uh, when I think I don't remember how many years ago it was, but when uh, Xbox was doing their Summer of Arcade, maybe I, I'm I think they might have uh, premiered the game there if I remembered correctly, and basically. That what what that was was sort of they were just showing off these sort of indie games during the summer, and I thought that was such a great idea. And I ended up playing the demo of it, but I and I always wish that I had gone further with it. It is there are so many layers to this game, just like so many the the issues they delve into with it, and I won't spoil anything. But in terms of the writing, just what they talk about with the game and the ultimate lesson you take take away from beating it the first time. Mm. It's just, it's really meaningful. Like it, it, and it really hits you hard. And it's hard, and for a, a, a little bit of any game like that, it's really impressive. Just the impact it can leave on you in terms of what it's trying to say. I love its overall message. The overall messages and just the music. Oh God, the music! Yeah, <laughs> music is so fantastic. I credit to the people who sung these songs because. Because the music is filled with lore as well. And if you learn enough about the story, you'll realize that the music also relates to what's going on in the world and builds on your knowledge of it if you listen to the songs. And actually, I think it's funny with Bastion. I think that the key to really understanding what Bastion 
is about is in the songs and in the music. If you mm. listen to it, if you listen to if you play if you play the game enough, you play the story and you listen to the two songs, build that wall and 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 the pantheon, then you realize that that it's at the core of what the game is. Yeah. But yeah, highly recommend it to anybody who wants to become a writer, anybody who's looking for a fresh new experience and also is looking mm. for a challenge, check out Bastion, because I swear, and it's not a hard to get, it, compared to Hades and Transistor, I don't think it's as difficult a game to get into. Because mm. um, you'll enjoy every second of it, and it's definitely worth the price. It's amazing. So for the last game we have, I've chosen Silent Hill for the Room. And uh, Ooh, the, interesting one. I, oh, wow, that's intriguing. You know, because the reason I chose this game to play in the first place was because basically, the basically, well, because it reminded me a lot of where I am right now. Basically being locked in my room. Well, not locked, but, you know. So basically... Oh, my God, that's so perfect. Wow. Yeah, because the story is about this guy this totally emotionless, boring guy. And that's one of... Uh, it doesn't matter. Basically, I don't remember what his name is. Henry, I think. And basically, he wakes up in his apartment, and his door is locked with all of these chains that he can't get open. Nobody seems to hear him. All the door, all the windows are shut. And But then he goes in the bathroom, and he finds this hole in his wall. And he's like, I mean, where does this lead to? And so it just kind of goes from there. And... And this game is incredibly, well, first of all, it's very unsettling, especially since this room initially is sort of your safe haven, but eventually the ghosts are getting in and you sort of have to set down candles and things to sort of ward them off. Because I've, the thing about it is I haven't actually beaten this game because I've gone to the, to almost to the very end until the very last level, but then my save got deleted and I don't know why. But then at that point, I was like, I'm not doing it maybe again. It's, because maybe, maybe, maybe it's Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, it might be. They don't want me to finish the game. Because I watched the I ending after, and it's, and it's not that great. But again, it's not really the story why you play this game. It's more just, it's the enemies you encounter, and, uh, and the, you know, the stairs you go down, and the elevators you go up in, and all that stuff. And it's, and, and the, and the. So it's like. Like outside of the room, is it like a hotel? I'm trying to picture. Oh yeah, so I'll uh, I'll uh, explain it a little bit. Uh, I won't explain too much because I think it's good to have a, a uh, some mystery. So there's I think there's about five worlds that you end up going through twice, I, or maybe it's no maybe six. I don't know. I'm forgetting now. But uh, first it's a uh, subway station, then it's a forest. And then there's then there's the water prison, which is certainly it's basically like this big, like sort of prison out in the middle of the ocean. And then there's these creatures with two baby heads, and they're like bird things, and they're like twice the size of you. It's you're 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 really left to your own devices for for a long time, and uh, you and you kind of have to figure it out yourself, which can be very hard to do. So I did have to refer to a guide a lot because it is. It is very um, obtuse what you actually have to do, because like it's like. Oh, this, well, what are Silent Hill games if they're not obtuse and cryptic, right? That's true, but when I played the first one, at least it, I, I had a general idea, a general direction that it was pointing me in. With this one, you just you really just have to figure it out 
just like what you have to do like why yeah but which i think i think i think sort of leads contributes to the feeling of isolation by leaving you without that kind of help i I absolutely agree i mean and also the soundtrack is great as well as always um and i and i've I've always loved that the silent hill games sort of modify the soundtrack i've actually i've never played silent hill before usually they're pretty light on gameplay but not this one because this is this for this game has always been considered sort of the black sheep of the family of the silent hill games because the others are very are a lot more story driven but the other thing about them is that they're sort they're, they're they're a lot more well, first of all, they're all in Silent Hill, and this one is not really like you're in a room for so, most of it, and then you also you... go to these worlds. But also, the only time you ever see Silent Hill is in the uh, in the forest world on the edge of of um, of the map. You can see it just on the other side of the lake. So you, so you definitely say that this game doesn't deserve the reputation that it has. Well, that's the thing, because it kind of does, because it there there are a lot of really frustrating things about it that that kind of that do take away from it. First of all, there's these cheese guys. I mean, they're not really cheese, but they're part of the wall, and they're just the worst to get through. I hate them so much. But also the fact that you can't actually drop anything in the world. Like if you're carrying anything, you have a limit of how many things you can carry, but you can't drop any of them unless you're back in your room. So basically, when you're out in the world, if you if you want that health potion, you can't pick it up if you're full of things. And that's and so, so you said all, something about the cheese guys. What are the cheese guys? The cheese guys they like stick out of the wall and slap you. And going back to the enemies uh, quickly, I think they they do get very creative with it, and all, but also in a way that's different from the other games. Because I think by the time that they were that they had made three, it was kind of getting a little stale. I mean, three is still a good game. It's it's just very much like the last two, but this one I'm that's why I'm very glad this one very much uh, switched it up, and and you can yeah, see that the formula, I see. yeah, and you can see that in the enemies as well, especially like I said the the, the baby head thing and, and and also the 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 monkey guys. I don't remember what they're called. They're like these things that make like yeah, imp noises and they just run at you and they're kind of big. And oh my god! And then there's these little bugs that I hate, but you know. And then there's the ghosts, which are also very creepy. But I oh because would you say that? Oh yeah. Would you say that there's a lot of like jump scares in this game, or is it? No, no, I don't. I don't know if there's any really. It's 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 a lot of suspense because you don't know when they're going to show up. Really, the central villain of the game is this. Is actually, I I won't say. (laughs) I won't say. Actually, you know what? I think I'll leave it there because I think it's a game okay. that others should really explore for themselves. It can be frustrating, but I think it's it's uh, 100% worth it. Oh, definitely. Sounds like it. I'd yeah. love to check check out a Silent Hill game. I've never actually... I, I haven't actually... I'll, I admittingly haven't really played many horror games. Mm. Well, I mean, I would not say start with this one if you're going to do Silent Hill. I'd say start with the first one. Oh, okay. And then two, and then okay. well, and then three, and then four. Not two. Two is not very good. No, I said no. Absolutely, do two. I think that's that's the one people oh, like okay. the most, and uh, I like it too. But it was spoiled for me, and the and the and the story of it is really of that game particularly is is why you play that. I think. I see. So at that point, it was kind of I I, I was kind of turned off to it a little bit. I see.
But regardless, Silent Hill 4 The Room, totally worth it. If you can find it, I would. I think it's it's similar to Killer Seven. It's a unique experience. Oh, and also one last thing. The, uh, I said before that the main character yeah. is is totally like just boring and plain, and it does does work a lot better than I would have thought because he's sort of a placeholder for you. Because I think because with the other characters, they're very. Well, maybe aside from Harry, they're they're pretty much distinct uh, people. And the, and the other thing is that their their um their adventure is very much surrounding them and their lives. But with Henry in this game, he's just kind of there, and so it's just kind of you going straight into the dark. And I think um I think that's all we have. I think that's all we got. This is me reporting before I go back to Mars. Keep yourself occupied. Keep yourself busy. Play these games. Games and you'll be in the clear. Clear. Stay safe, everybody. Have a fun rest of the quarantine.